0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch.
1: I'm Elizabeth Lynch.
0: And I just have to put it out there right away. I am battling a head cold. I mean, just really pushing through, uh, you know, we got to keep producing these podcasts. So
1: You really are some kind of hero.
0: I'm a brave, I'm a brave person.
1: You're a brave boy.
0: <laughs> now...
1: He's got a case of the sniffles, guys, and he's decided that he could sit on his couch tonight and uh, bring you this sweet, sweet content.
0: I think it might have been the show that made me fucking sick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it because it was uh, craptacular? (laughs) I wanted to make sure I was the first one to say craptacular. I
0: I made a note to myself in my show notes here to leave that for you thank I wasn't you wasn't going to step on craptacular for you
1: <laughs> it was one of my first notes and I was like oh my god I hope Bill doesn't say anything about this <laughs> I not want to say it
0: uh, it's all yours buddy um, thanks so this week on trial by pilot we are talking about October faction a new I don't know <laughs> show <laughs> about to describe this crap. I don't
1: even know what to call it it's, it's it's a
0: horror action comic book series on Netflix
1: was it a com- it was a comic book
0: it's based off of comic books
1: all right I should have guessed
0: yeah that can't be that surprising to you
1: no I mean <laughs>
0: oh, my God I will say we are only a couple weeks away from our two year anniversary show that's right <gasps> we have been doing this fucking thing for two years. I this hope,
1: fucking thing. I like, hope you sound like it's bad.
0: I hope you haven't been listening for that long. Jeez.
1: <laughs> I don't even listen to all of them.
0: Actually, I hope everyone listening now started listening right after our first anniversary show because that's when we actually started making it sound. That's what somewhat, it sounded sounding good. Somewhat like a podcast. <laughs> um, just kidding though. If you if you are a fan of the show, we sincerely thank you. Go on to our social media or our Facebooks and. You know, ask us some questions. Tell us what your favorite shows of ours were, what your favorite pilots were this year. And, um, you know, if you listen back to our first year anniversary show, we were really excited to read some questions on the air and talk about our listeners' thoughts. So Mm -hmm. we want to do that again. So check it out. Now, let's dive into this dumpster.
1: Oh, let's do it.
0: (laughs) So the series starts in Osaka. That's in Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. And Fred, one of the protagonists, is sitting in a dark room, and he gets a phone call telling him that his father has passed away. Very sad. And so he goes, the The wife comes up behind him and hugs him with one hand, and then she lifts up her other hand, and she's holding a very large gun. Mm-hmm. And he says, looks like we're going home. Talk about some scary shit. And... <laughs> Yeah. Then he turns and there's like a little blood on his face and the camera angle changes and we see like this huge but still relatively generic looking monster stand up and Dolores just like machine guns it and then like boom, October faction. That was the cult open.
1: It was ridiculous. (laughs)
0: That's what I wrote. Ridiculous.
1: I wrote what the fuck opening scene.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Everything about it, like the setup, how they were like slowly revealing what was like going on, yeah. it was so cheesy. Um, the dialogue, I and mean, then like the actual the monster delivery. reveal, yeah, the delivery, ugh,
1: <laughs> that's like the worst part of this, of like the many worst things, yeah.
0: So now we see them driving back to their hometown, Barrington on the Hudson, which I don't think they ever said. I think it's somewhere in Western Massachusetts. Um, okay, I mean they were clearly in New England. The show was filmed in Canada.
1: You're right. It wasn't. Can I just say something, though?
0: What a quaint little town.
1: (laughs) A quaint little town, but it's totally blending with the next show that we're going (laughs) to record. A lot of it is going to...
0: Yeah, peek behind the curtain here, folks. We record more than one episode at a time, and next week's episode will be... Lock and Key Lock and on key. Netflix, which is also a horror uh, Netflix series <laughs> that set is based off
1: quaint a set, set
0: in a quaint New England town in Massachusetts that is based off of a comic book. So it's a little confusing.
1: <laughs> right. Because I thought maybe it was in New York, but I guess I'm wrong. I, th-
0: I think it's in Western Mass.
1: It doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: It's it, like oh, irrelevant. it doesn't matter at all. It's totally yeah. irrelevant. But
1: anyway. And that might
0: have been on purpose.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so they have two kids, Jeff and Viv, who don't know that they are monster hunters. Yeah. Um, but they're all on their way to this town. And, you know, they're going to his father's estate, basically. And they stop at a gas station, which for some reason has a Zoltar machine inside of it.
1: This whole this whole scene of them, like, you completely skipped over the worst dialogue. In the car? In the car of these two teenagers and their family. It's just like... um it's just bad writing. It's, bad it's, writing, bad acting. There was a in mur- an Angela Lansbury and Murder She Wrote reference. Oh, yes. And so I gave it a point for that. But like the the acting was so bad. Yeah. It was just like a lot of exposition it's, in a very cheesy way.
0: Yeah, I mean if you watch these kinds of shows or if you're just like a fan and you know, critic of television you know the type of dialogue we're talking about it's like super forced and manufactured and just sounds so unnatural and fake like nobody talks like that mm-hmm. you know uh so
1: <laughs> but back to the zoltar machine yeah
0: they called it something else but it was basically a zoltar machine and viv they're twins by the way jeff and viv and viv is like you know the intellectual but anti-social one and so she puts in a quarter and this is where jeff goes
1: craptacular
0: (laughs) and walks away and so viv gets a fortune card that says all things hidden will be revealed and then suddenly she has like these crazy visions like someone's in a bath filled with blood and like other weird stuff all from this machine yeah or just because and then the owner outside is talking to the mom and tells her they're not welcome here Right. And the mom is black and the twins are, you know, mixed. Yeah. So they think like he's being racist and there's like a, almost an altercation, but then they all leave.
1: Right. And the dad, like, I don't know what to make of this guy, like at all, (laughs) because he's like
0: as a character or an actor,
1: both (laughs) because like when, when they're like, um, i guess like viv is like oh racist much and like they go get in the car she's like it's not worth it the mom's like it's not worth it let's just get in the car yeah and the dad turns to the guy and goes this is your lucky day <laughs> and it's like i didn't believe for a second that you were gonna beat the shit out of him
0: like racist much
1: i didn't believe that at all yeah he's just weird and and an asshole Yeah. Like, he's just kind of a dick.
0: Yeah. So, we get to this big house, and the dad has a flashback, and we know it's a flashback because it's got this insane yellow filter over it. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) These flashbacks.
0: Uh, Which, like, I guess they were going for, like, a comic book tone with that coloring?
1: I guess so. I don't
0: know, but it was not effective. It was just distracting.
1: It was stupid. Because everything
0: was, like, bright yellow. So in the flashback, he is like his younger self holding a gun in the kitchen with his parents saying that his brother Seth is dead. Mm -hmm. And then there's another flashback about him joining Presidio, which, you know, you find out is basically this like monster hunting agency. Yeah. And his father's like warning him about it and warning him about bringing Dolores into it because her younger self is there too. They met when they were kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Dolores is the mom. I don't even think I said that. And so they get to the house, they're walking around, they're exploring. Viv is upstairs by herself and finds these, like, strange claw marks underneath wallpaper in the house. And then the parents go to separate areas and they scan some tattoo on their arms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, like, some secret tattoo that, like, opens up secret compartments. And the mom starts collecting all these insane weapons and giant guns. And when the dad scans his, like a screen pops up and it calls the leader of Presidio, this woman in, I don't know, New York, I think. Yeah. And so they start talking and she tells him like, listen, there's a lot of hot spots popping up on the Finnish-Russian border. So, sorry, I know you just got settled in Osaka, but we need you to move your entire family to Oslo right away.
1: And honestly, like all of this shit they're saying to me, I'm just like yawn like i just don't get it like it's just so dumb the whole premise of this is really really stupid and uninteresting to me and it's like this big big fancy house like old house that like yeah you know not as cool as the haunting of hill house house yeah but like i thought like casey would like this house like you know like this like old
0: house but it
1: wasn't like It just, like, missed the mark, like, just a little bit. I can't
0: even remember this house because there's an old house in Lock and Key. I know. (laughs) That's more fresh in my mind.
1: But it's, like, it was also just, like, super dark and, like, dank lighting. Yes. And, like... But then, like, there's these, like, guns that, like, pop out of a compartment that are all lit up in neon lights. Like, when did you have that wired? And, like, you didn't put any overhead lights in any rooms when you had that, like, gun thing. (laughs) But it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean... Stupid. Clearly, this show's premise is not up your alley at all. No, it's not. I mean, it's not entirely up mine either. Mine more than yours. Regardless... The premise is not the problem here; it's everything else I know it's the execution <laughs> and the know. acting and the writing the The premise could work for the right crowd if they had everything else figured mm.
1: out
0: uh, so the dad finds a key and goes into his brother's old room and he has another flashback as he like cries and falls to his knees like embarrassingly like oh in terms of God. acting it was so embarrassing
1: it was so bad.
0: And so the flashback brings us back to him seemingly killing his brother. He, like, stabs his brother in some bathroom somewhere. Yeah. And apologizes. He says, I'm sorry, as he stabs him. Uh, Then his mother shows up.
1: Oh, my God. And his mother in the flashbacks is, like, a whole other note, I feel like. She's just like, Uh, what? (laughs) What are you doing? Like, her (laughs) acting. I don't remember. What's his name? Seth?
0: No, Seth is the brother. Fred is his name. Oh,
1: Fred! Like, she was, like, so weird in the flashbacks. But then she shows up in, like, real time. Present day. Present day. And she's, I don't know, like, a different person. Yeah. And, like, a caricature of, like, this, like, old rich woman.
0: Right, right. Basically. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. She was a caricature.
1: I felt everyone was playing a caricature.
0: More or less, yeah. 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 But she was one of the biggest culprits. Yeah. Um, So she shows up and she looks younger than Fred does. And I was going to make a comment about it. And then Fred in the show makes a joke asking if there's any trust fund money left or if it's on her face. Yeah. Um, So at least they address that. Um, And then she finally reveals she's there because she wants this house for herself. Then (laughs) there's a wake and a bunch of awkward scenes with a bunch of teenagers. Uh
1: Yeah, why are they all there? I don't fucking why know. Why are they all there? Cuz it's like a small some... town.
0: So everyone goes. I guess to this so, old but like wake. I don't know. Anyway, then...
1: again, just like a forced scenario.
0: Yeah. Well, there's going to be a bunch of teen drama in this show too with Jeff right. and Viv. Right. Which I'm just not interested in.
1: And at one point, there's like, I don't know if you're getting to this, but one of my notes I wrote was like, the blocking is useless. At one point, this girl that, what's the mom's name again? Dolores. Dolores used to be friends with.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm about to, yeah. Oh, you were going to go. ahead, go ahead.
1: (laughs) She goes, (laughs) they're talking, catching up about old times. And she goes, "Ah, come here. (laughs) To like, tell her secret. And she turns and they both just like turn around and face the opposite direction but they don't actually go anywhere
0: she literally just just
1: come here so i can tell you a secret okay this this is good like (laughs) it's like a step over and they will turn and face the other direction yeah well she's blocking for
0: she they're, they're in a hallway and she literally just walks behind dolores and now she's like right behind her and so dolores just turns around that's where they went they went, it was they ridiculous. like,
1: go into, like, a little alcove or a doorway or anything. Just, Come here. <laughs> just switch spots, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was terrible.
1: <laughs> so bad.
0: Um, but anyway, this friend that she's talking to is the new sheriff of the town, um, taking over for Dolores's father, who used to be the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And the reason is she she wants to tell her something in secret because Dolores asked about the gas station attendant that was, like, being seemingly racist towards them. And so she says, come here, walks around her back. And then, you know, she says, uh, this guy's son, the gas station owner's son, was, like, sent to jail for something. And, like, so he gets triggered anytime he sees old friends from the neighborhood. It was hard to like follow what exactly yeah. was going on, and it wasn't particularly important for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the dad gets drunk, I'm putting in quotation marks.
1: Okay. First <laughs> of all, I didn't even know that he was even supposed to be drunk until halfway through that scene, because he was talking the exact same way. And he's like, don't, don't psychoanalyze me. That's what like. So- And to seem, like, a little bit drunk, it was embarrassing. Yeah. He was, like, Uh. it was, like, it was, like, partway through the scene, he was, like, oh, wait, I think I'm supposed to be drunk here. And then he, like, started, like, sort of slurring his words and then, like, (laughs) awkwardly dancing out of nowhere.
0: Oh, my god,
1: It was bad. It was bad acting.
0: So then he and Dolores go to the store to pick up some stuff for the caterers because they're running out of stuff at the wake.
1: (laughs) so stupid
0: or the repass is that what it was yeah um so there's like some really clever plot drivers here guys oh my (laughs) they have to go to the store to pick stuff up for the caterers and so they take out this like old 70s hot rod that his dad had in the uh, garage and he pops open the glove compartment and finds a gun in there and also a pristine marijuana joint i mean
1: they're like oh yeah this has been here since the 70s
0: i mean it was fucking stark white like it was just rolled (laughs) so they smoke they smoke up and then they go into the store and suddenly they both smell silver and copper at the same time and so they're like oh shit what's going on
1: yeah and they're like we don't have any decent weapons
0: yeah so they use a cell phone scanner And they find two xenomorph monsters are in the store, like tracking the store clerk. And they follow the store clerk into the back room. So they're like, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta go. So as soon as they go through the doors into the storeroom, there is one of those magnetic knife strips on the wall.
1: Like, (laughs) all right, picture this guys. (laughs) You know, that section of target, I know everyone listening knows it, but like where you're like in where you can just like, you could just easily walk through those uh doors that push open, like those swinging doors. And sometimes they like the employees will leave those doors propped open so they can bring boxes out.
0: And you could see in and it's just a bunch of cardboard boxes. Right. It's the um, storeroom.
1: It's the storeroom. Imagine you walked into that Target storeroom and then you just had access to about 15 knives <laughs> hanging on a magnetic strip.
0: <laughs> it was it wasn't 15. It was like maybe five or six, but they were like giant, <laughs> like giant butcher's knives.
1: Just,
0: are you was, sure it wasn't
1: 15? No,
0: it wasn't that many. I wish it was.
1: Even one oh, knife it was, being accessible. The
0: scene was ridiculous enough without having to exaggerate the number of knives. That's the only reason I'm correcting you. <laughs> it was fucking ludicrous. There were just knives hanging all around. And so the dad takes one of these knives and takes this like stupid stance with it. Um, And then as they're like traveling through the storeroom, eventually he gets to an area where there's like hanging livestock, like hanging carcasses. Yeah. Like, first of all, I don't think that's where any store would keep.
1: (laughs) Keeps their meat, like not by the butcher. Like
0: way back in the back, back, back room of the storeroom. but anyway have the knife be there why don't you have the knife there right not hanging at the entrance to the store where anyone can get to it (laughs) Um, so the dad finds this like male monster who like looks human still and they have the most ridiculous conversation I've ever heard where the monster is saying like he used to write jingles for this ad agency Um, and they're going back and forth reminiscing and like singing old jingles together I'm like what the fuck is happening
1: i was like what is this conversation what is going on why are they talking what are they talking about what are these like i'm guessing like made-up jingles just for this right it was it was embarrassing
0: it was supposed to it be like really irreverent hard and funny and man it was just fucking it was bad weird. because
1: it was like two really bad actors yeah talking to each other. It seemed like if you were, like, in a bad, like, um, like, scene studies class or something. <laughs> That's what it looked like <laughs> to me. It was bad.
0: But anyway, this monster starts to, like, bargain with him, like, hey, man, you know, we we walk out of here, you walk out of here, you'll never see us again, we won't be a problem. And the dad's like, I, I can't let you do that. And the, he sees the store clerk has been murdered by these two monsters.
1: Right.
0: Um, also, which... for
1: being, like, a monster hunter, like... He doesn't have a handle on this situation. He's bad at this. He's, like, bad at his job.
0: Well, he's drunk and high.
1: Okay, fine.
0: But for being monster hunters, and their whole point is to, like, protect humanity from monsters, they, like, very slowly move into action when they see these monsters follow the store clerk, (laughs) and the store clerk gets murdered. Yeah, (laughs) he does. Why don't you guys just immediately follow them in instead of, like, slowly walking back there? Yeah. Um, so anyway, the mom kills the woman monster and then kills the male monster as he lets these, like, four spiky things out around his mouth. Um, and so they get into their car outside after, like, loading up all the body parts. And they get into a fight about, you know, moving to Oslo. And, like, the mom thinks that they should tell the kids about Presidio and the monsters. And how, you know, she thinks, like, hey, you're, you're just tired after 25 years. We're both tired i'm tired i'm tired (laughs)
1: uh
0: so we're back at the repass and does everyone know what that term is
1: i think so okay
0: i don't i don't think it's
1: like a lunch like the lunch or the gathering like after a funeral
0: yeah i don't think i knew what it was until i was an adult like i didn't know what it was as a kid oh yeah so anyway, Jeff uh, basically forces Viv into pretending to do a seance with all the other teenagers there, so he can go into another room and hook up with somebody. Right. And so he does that, and as he's getting a blowjob, he sees a vision of, I think it was Seth, his uncle, Yeah. in the corner of the room. But
1: he thinks he's in there, so he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Freaks yeah, out.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, the other guy gets up to look, and there's nobody there. Yeah. So Viv is... I think faking a seance and, but then everyone starts getting nosebleeds and then Viv starts convulsing and she falls to the ground, like having some kind of attack as like 10 people are like freak and they all leave the room. Like what the fuck?
1: Yeah. They just leave her (laughs) and let her like, I I mean, she looked like she was almost going to die.
0: Yeah. And so as this is happening to her, we see, um, these scenes with this chained up woman underneath uh, water and this has a green filter over it so you know it's not a flashback right because flashbacks are yellow filters (laughs) so this is something different and as Viv is going through like whatever on the floor her irises turn red and then in this other whatever other scene we see this woman break free and surface to the top of the water and she slowly looks up revealing red eyes yeah Wow. Whoa. What a cliffhanger ending.
1: (laughs) Um and in case any of you were wondering, this is directed by (laughs) I don't can't even say it. (laughs) Director X.
0: (laughs) Guys. First of
1: all, who the fuck is that?
0: Guys, we're not kidding. The first credit is directed by Director X. (laughs) That's what it said. Who and is I, so self important yeah, <laughs> about who the this fuck show? Is director X, do you know that? Oh my gosh.
1: Like, how would anyone take him seriously? <laughs> <sighs> it was. This, this show was bad, you guys.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: He's a Canadian music video director.
0: What? <laughs> Wait, is this for real?
1: I just looked it up. Yeah, from Canada. Oh, I said can- Canadian, so you would know that. Julianne Christian Lutz, credited professionally as Director X, is a <laughs> Canadian film and music video director and producer.
0: Oh, film and music video.
1: He was born on Halloween.
0: Whoa, that makes so much sense. October faction. <laughs> <laughs> he is the October faction. So, oh my gosh. Wow, this is like... This is rocking my world right now. So director X wasn't listed as that to be like secretive and like mysterious. It's because this guy's name is actually director X. Yeah. What's his name?
1: Um, Julian Christian Lutz.
0: So there's no X in his name.
1: Nope. There's not. (laughs) Other names, X or little X. (laughs) (laughs) He's won awards.
0: For music videos or for um,
1: I don't want to get too much into his Wikipedia page right yeah, I here mean, and there. Could, but...
0: After we're done recording, we can take a deep dive into director oh, X.
1: he won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Direction for Started from the Bottom. <laughs> so... Fair enough. It's like a decent credit, I guess, you guys.
0: Yeah, but uh, this show...
1: Soul Train Music Video... Award of the year for Started from the Bottom.
0: Well, so October I guess he Faction just like... started at the bottom. <laughs> and I don't think they're climbing out. Uh, just about everything was bad in the show the acting, the dialogue, the editing. Uh, man. Yeah. Also, I haven't talked about tone in a while. Totally the show Have was... you? Haven't you? <laughs> no, I feel like I used to more.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he directed Center Stage on point.
0: Okay. Totally. Do you remember
1: sta- Center Stage?
0: All right, go yeah, ahead. I do. <laughs> totally the show was all over the place. It was mostly in this like really cheesy comic book. Uh,
1: yeah. Place.
0: But then there was a um there was actually a cool overhead shot. During the funeral, like a cool overhead shot of the cemetery, and this, like, really somber song was playing, mm-hmm. like, kind of folksy, slow song. And then in the next scene, the mom and dad are pulling out of a garage in a hot rod as, like, rock music plays, and they pull out a gun and smoke a joint. Like, what the yeah, fuck is going on? I don't on?
1: really know what they were trying to do. Like, I just.
0: I don't think they knew what they were trying to and do. And,
1: like, like I said, like, it's just not my kind of thing anyway. And so there was just nothing pulling it in. It wasn't like it was like really cool. Because I say that all the time. Like, oh, this isn't my thing. This isn't my thing. But like, I always bring it back to Umbrella Academy, where like, on paper, Umbrella Academy sounds like absolutely not my thing. Right. But it was a good show, because it had a good storyline. It was good directing, good acting, something interesting going on. Yeah. This didn't have any of that absolutely nothing yeah same network by the way but That's true. just a terrible show
0: yeah i was just thinking of bringing up umbrella academy too like oh really it doesn't matter what your kind of show is you can appreciate a show if it's well done
1: yeah i feel like we've watched a lot of shows on here that i would not have thought were my style or taste at all yeah um i didn't think i was gonna like the terror at all
0: great show
1: but like you know if a show's good it's good yeah this is not good
0: what did you think you were gonna like the terror
1: um i think sometimes i love when you get like really <laughs> defensive about shows that you like <laughs> it's been
0: almost two years since we watched the terror
1: um just i don't know just like it seemed like it was going to be too far-fetched for me yeah with like this like folklore and you know but i liked it
0: yeah me too great show
1: yeah i don't know
0: yeah october faction
1: i guess we'll have to see what else director x does
0: (laughs) also when he's talking to the woman from presidio he's like oh i thought october's were starting to slow down like is october's a thing just because it's fucking october and it's halloween like oh yeah that's when monsters become like really active what the fuck was that
1: they didn't talk well that's the thing what i guess that's what they meant but they never even talked about it oh boy he says again later maybe it's in one of the uh oh, i saw it in the trailer he's like i really hate october <laughs> in the trailer <laughs> and he says everything like that i uh, i really hate it here talk about some scary shit uh, i might be drunk oh, okay like he's so bad
0: yeah yeah, they were going for like a reverent comic book schlock, like in a good way, but it ended up being schlock in a very bad way.
1: It, yeah, yeah, it was. It was like honestly, it was uncomfortable to watch, and I felt <laughs> embarrassed a lot of the time that I was watching it.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, oh, the parents were bad, but the teens were so bad too. Yeah, and they were like trying to jam some like teen drama stuff in there,
1: right? Ugh. And it was like someone who's clearly not a teenager was writing it. writing these lines for teenagers it was just now that they're (laughs) i mean that's how most shows go there aren't a lot of teenagers in writers (laughs) rooms (laughs) i say that right realizing how silly that sounds but like (laughs) it was stupid it was like someone who's like pretty out of touch was writing this
0: yeah um so would you recommend october faction no yep me neither (laughs) There, there were some parts that were so bad that they were funny yeah. I mean, the guy walking into the back of the storeroom and immediately finding a giant knife on the wall. We got some good laughs out of that. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, do we think October Faction on Netflix will get a season two? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to say like it, no.
1: It could. But I don't see why. I'm going to say no. All right. I'll go with you. I'll say no as well.
0: I don't know. I feel like Netflix is still tougher than other places to judge.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they like to give shows at least two seasons. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it gets canceled. You know. There's just so much on Netflix. They're they're putting out like so many new shows every fucking week. Right. Like they can't bring them all back. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Yeah,
1: this is probably a no. You know what we haven't played in a while? Who's going to die? Who's going to (laughs) die? We
0: haven't played that in a very long time. Uh, That's
1: the first year.
0: (laughs) I mean, who do you think is going to die on this? It's not going to be one of the four main characters, and that's pretty much all we know.
1: The sheriff? I'm going to guess the sheriff dies.
0: Okay. I'm going to guess uh, Viv. (laughs) Viv.
1: You think so? No. Okay.
0: I just said that because I don't care.
1: Um, the racist gas station attendant. Yeah. I, I mean, guess like, there's a reason we didn't play this game that much yeah, anymore. Right, right. <laughs> it's like who cares?
0: And <laughs> um, I mean, clearly they have like something more going on with this like woman in the green filter world, but like yeah. that was the cliffhanger that right. the show left on. But like we were just. We were just introduced to her, like, a second before the ending. Like, so who fucking cares? Right. Um, all right. So this show sucked. Uh, if <laughs> <laughs> if you liked this show, Trial by Pilot, you should go on to iTunes. Not iTunes. You should go onto to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review and tell a friend. And then you could email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. Give us suggestions for shows to watch. Uh, let us know your thoughts and questions for the second anniversary show. And go on to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and find us at Trial by Pilot.
1: And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music.
0: Thanks, Beats. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Watching television. Watching television.
1: Watching television. Watching television.